when Amber Heard left the stand, she was instructed to sit by her attorneys. But she didn't do that. She just stormed right out of the courtroom. Welcome back to the Shake Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Van Shake, and with me, no co-host again. Again, guys, I can't find a co-host. So if you know anybody who is a co-host or you think will do a good job being a co-host, please let me know because we are in desperate need of a co-host. Right now, as you can see, it's quite sad. It's a quite sad situation. We have two microphones, two chairs, capability of having at least four here, and it's only me. If you know anybody who would want to be a guest or a co-host, just just let me know. You know, maybe we can have them on. So uh, it can be just less of a Derek talk show and more of a conversation for you all to tune into. Um, yeah, I just I guess I'm just not focusing as much as I should, or I don't know. <laughs> how do how do you get a co-host? How do you how do you recruit for a podcast co-host? And the pay isn't that good either. You know, I basically pay and shout out. That's basically the pay. What we're going to be talking about is quite a bit of the Amber Heard trial. And if you saw the Amber Heard trial and Amber Heard finished her testimony, when she was in cross-examination on trial, um, I was just shocked. I was shocked that the, her attorneys, right, the attorneys that she's paying for, their client is on the stand. And Essentially, they were not protecting her. They were not uh, objecting to uh, the young attorney Vasquez's uh, questions. Her cross-examination questions were, and many times were quite opinionated, quite leading, sometimes argumentative, speculation. They could have objected to any of that, and her attorneys, Amber Heard's attorneys, just left her out to dry. What it seemed like to me, and I have no evidence of this, but it was so ridiculous that it almost seemed like Amber Heard's attorneys were working against her and were just like, hey, you know, go for it. We're not going to protect you. They have questions to ask and uh, you have something to answer to. So go and answer it. That's what it seemed like because there were so many objections that uh, her attorneys could have made to at least quell some of the wrath that Johnny Depp's attorneys were raging on Amber Heard. She was just left out to dry and her attorneys did absolutely nothing to save her. If I were Amber Heard, I'd be pretty pissed off at my attorneys for letting that happen. Unless there's some backstory that we don't really know of. Maybe Amber Heard was pretty mean to her attorneys. Maybe Amber Heard's attorneys think that she actually did this and they're just trying to cover for her and aren't going to try to get her off of this because maybe because it's all true <laughs> and they know it and don't want to save her ass. Maybe it's something like that, but that's rarely happens. I mean, an attorney, that's their job to give their client the best case possible. Maybe there is something that's going on in the background because it was just so ridiculous. It was just so over the top where Johnny Depp's attorneys just had no objections thrown at them. They were leading with speculation, um, you know, some uh, quite a bit of opinion in their leading, and nothing was being done to stop them. Quite odd. Also, 
in redirect is to clean up the cross-examination for their witness, right? Because in cross-examination, they're able to really give very poignant questions and and sometimes, uh, many times, the uh, the witness is unable to really elaborate on certain things. And that's really the purpose of a redirect, is to clean up some of that cross-examination that just may be taken out of context uh, or maybe more of a forced yes or no, and they're unable to really elaborate. The redirect allows them to do that, allows the witness to do that. But <laughs> Johnny Depp's attorneys did exactly what they should do. Just object, object, object. <laughs> Constantly, throughout the entire redirect, shutting Amber Heard out where she could not respond or clarify or twist or spin whatever she wanted to say, leaving basically nothing for Amber Heard to say in redirect. And if you saw, when Amber Heard left the stand, she was instructed to sit by her attorneys. But she didn't do that. She actually walked from the, the from the witness stand across the courtroom and out the door. She threw out her little water bottle that held her little pink, purple, fruity drink, and she just walked right out the door. Didn't wait for the jury to, you know, to leave or anything like that. She just walked right out. She just stormed right out of the courtroom. Clearly, she was mad. Hopefully, she wasn't mad at Vasquez or any of Johnny Depp's legal team. It's not their fault. They were doing exactly what they were supposed to do. Again, I want to be clear. In trial, it's not just what questions are asked. It's how the question is asked and how leading the question is and how speculative the question is and how speculative they phrase the question. Also, how argumentative the attorney is to uh, pressure the witness to give a certain answer. And Vasquez was doing a lot of that, but she wasn't objected to. But that's the goal, what every attorney tries to do. And what they should do is push as hard as you can for your uh, side of the case until you're told to stop, until you're objected constantly. And it's just like, hey, this is not worth it to be objected this much to. And fine, I, I just won't ask it like that. Or the judge specifically says to you, you cannot ask it that way. Stop asking it that way. We're consistently sustaining these objections. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an attorney or whatnot, but I do have a little bit of court experience and I have worked for a judge. I've clerked for a judge in college, which was quite odd because typically it's for a law student. So I was, I was basically assisting the law clerk. So I was kind of like an assistant to the law clerk. But then that law clerk who clerks for the judge left early uh, from their term and they weren't expected to leave that early. <laughs> and it was just me. And it was like, well, you assisted the law clerk. Why don't you fill in for the law clerk then? And that's what happened. And I ended up clerking for a judge. So I have a little bit of experience working with judges, writing opinions. So even though I'm not an attorney, I do have quite a bit of experience working within a courtroom. If it would be, I would be so tempted just to fire them right on the spot. But how are you going to fire them on the spot, really? You know, you're literally three quarters of the way through a court case. You can't fire them. But it's just unbelievable that they were just that bad trial attorneys. And just constantly getting objected to, constantly not knowing how to phrase questions to get around these objections. 
And Vasquez, when she was objecting during the redirect, she was getting like 90% of her objections sustained. It's like 90%. (laughs) That's a shockingly high number considering how much she was objecting to. It wasn't just, I'm just going to object to some things just to throw them off and just to break up the questioning. I mean, that's sometimes what's done is just, hey, trying to give the witness a breather, try to make it not seem so coherent of a questioning uh, session. So just throw in some objections just to create some break within the questioning sequence. No, a lot of it was actually sustained. Like I said, almost I would say almost like 90%, a clear majority was sustained. But that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to push, push, push until you're told not to push anymore. And then you back off a little bit. But then you start pushing a little bit more to see if you can push that line a little bit further. Just a little bit further. Giving your side as much of an advantage as possible. But every side is supposed to do that. Amber Heard's attorneys, I think it was largely just very, uh, very inexperienced. Or the experience they do have, they just fail to learn, fail to really respond, just just really bad. I, I just couldn't believe it. But for whatever reason, Amber Heard's side decided not to push back against Johnny Depp's side and their questioning. What were they doing? Were they sleeping? What was going on? Yeah, it's possible Amber Heard's going to try to use that to get a kind of like a mistrial. But it wasn't so outrageous where I think she would actually get a mistrial and get a retrial just because of that type of questioning. But I'm just looking at this from an outsider perspective. I'm not looking at it, of course, you know, with any dog in the fight. Really, I don't care personally, you know, if Amber Heard's lying or telling the truth. I don't care, you know, or if Johnny Depp is lying or telling the truth or whoever side is more truthful, whoever side she went, I don't care. You know, I'm not one of those people that really takes this very personally, Um, you know, posting pictures of Johnny Depp 20 years younger, 30 years younger in these beautiful pictures of him in black and white. You know, I don't give a shit. I'm just just calling it how I see it. And I think that's what you want to see. You just don't want to see someone who has an agenda, who's posting those pictures of Johnny Depp, you know, 30 years younger, looking all like young and pure. And it's like this poor man, he's being, a maybe he is, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm not posting that because I don't care either way. You know, I just want to see what's really going on. I want to just call it how I see it. And that's what you get from me. I don't have dogs in fights. <laughs> the only fight that I'm in is just the fight for the truth. The fight for the truth, guys. The fight for the truth. There's also a few other body language and kind of visual type aspects of the trial that we did not cover that I would like to cover. And I think it's quite interesting. First thing is that Amber Heard seemed quite well rehearsed on the stand. And you may say, well, how do you know that so much? Well, here's the thing. She came across as very calm and poised, okay? Um, not very combative or uh, specifically trying to get Johnny Depp or go out to hurt anybody or anything like that. Just just very calm and, and even keel, we'll call it. However, 
if you listen to her audio recordings between her and Johnny Depp, her audio recordings are just full of her ranting, yelling, and just having this very combative type personality, which you really didn't see so much, hardly at all, on the stand, which creates that impression for the jury to feel like, oh, you're quite different here than what we're hearing. Clearly, you may be putting on a show for us to make it seem like you're this even keel, calm, honest, pure person. And just, you know, just trying to just tell your side of the story and not try to hurt anybody or trying to attack Johnny Depp or anything like that. But you listen to the audio tapes, it's like a different person. Which one is the true Amber Heard, right? Is the Amber Heard we're witnessing here the Amber Heard that Johnny Depp had to deal with, right? And I think the jury has witnessed that. I think the jury is going to be feeling some of that and could definitely impact their decision. Clearly, Johnny Depp's legal team is a lot better than Amber Heard's. But jurors are instructed not to focus on that. It's to focus on the evidence, focus on the case. Don't focus on the performance of the attorneys or how much objecting to and how much sustained objections and how much, you know, how much better they're able to protect their client and shut out the, you know, the, the defense, say, right, which is Amber Heard's side. However, the performance of the attorneys always impacts the jurors, and in their minds, who won the case and who should win the case. In this case, if you see Johnny Depp's side of the case objecting constantly and getting 90% of their objections sustained by the judge, and then on Amber Heard's side, you see them unable to fend off Johnny Depp's side's objections, and they fail to object, as a juror, you're naturally going to be thinking that, hey, the reason why Johnny Depp's side is able to object so much and get him sustained so much is because Amber Heard's side is grasping for straws. They're trying their best to to bend the rules and trying their best to tell a story, but it doesn't fit within the context of what is allowed. And they're trying their best to make something seem like it isn't. And they're trying to twist the story in Amber Heard's benefit to save her. That's what it comes across from a juror's perspective. It's like, wow, clearly Johnny Depp's side has the legal advantage, has the legal authority, because they're objecting to this, all of their claims, all of their questions, and they're getting sustained. And Amber Heard's side, they can't redirect and they can't ask questions. And it comes across that Amber Heard's side is trying to manufacture this defense for her that's just not legally founded that you just can't have in court because they just won't let her talk. They won't let the questions be asked for her to answer. So naturally, it's going to majorly impact the jury in the jurors' minds. That's going to stay with them. Amber Heard was clearly the main witness. She was the key witness. It either happened to her or it didn't happen to her. And the jury has to decide, did it happen to her or not? That's what they need to decide. And for that poor performance on the part of the attorneys to happen during the questioning of the key witness, Amber Heard. It's pretty huge. It's pretty huge. And right now, there's a pretty good chance. There's actually a pretty good chance Johnny Depp will win this case. As of right now. 
We'll see how the rest comes out. We'll see what other witnesses Amber Heard has and how that goes. But as of right now, because it was done to the key witness, yeah, Johnny Depp has a really good chance of winning one of the hardest cases to possibly win. It's a First Amendment case. These rarely get won. But Johnny Depp actually has a good shot at winning this. Also, another major body language tidbit we want to cover during trial is that if you notice, Johnny Depp, he sits in the middle between two people. It's his attorney handler on the right, his right. And on the left, if you notice, there's always an attorney. But that attorney, if you notice, on Johnny Depp's left is never a male. You notice that? That's right. It's never a male, but it's a female. Every time, it's always a female on Johnny Depp's left. Can you guess why? That's right. It's because in this type of case, given the situation of the case specifically, where Johnny Depp's accused of doing terrible things to Amber Heard, a female, keep in mind their jury, they know nothing about Hollywood probably but they knew a lot about Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. They would never, ever be jurors in this trial. What Johnny Depp's side is trying to do, given the nature of this trial, is trying to create the uh, idea and make sure it's clear in the jurors' minds that women are not afraid to be around Johnny Depp. That Johnny Depp can be around women all the time and isn't going to go, wow, in these types of trials where demographics mean a lot. That's what you do. Always think about the demographics. How does this look for a jury? You don't want the visual to the jury to be, okay, Johnny Depp, his attorney on the right, who's a male, and then another male attorney on his left. How would that look if he saw that throughout the entire case? Right? It was going to make the jury at least subconsciously feel that, oh, wow, Johnny Depp may not be trusted to be around women. Women don't feel comfortable to be around Johnny Depp. That's what they're trying to fight, and they're trying to create the visual that Johnny Depp is perfectly okay to be around women. Women feel comfortable to be around Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp feels comfortable to be around women. Furthermore, if you noticed, also, it's not just one woman that's next to Johnny Depp. They sometimes change out, sometimes multiple in the same day of the trial, where you'll have one female attorney next to Johnny Depp in the morning and then another female attorney next to Johnny Depp in the afternoon. Can you guess why they do that? Yes, trying to make it clear that many women feel comfortable to be very close to Johnny Depp and don't fear their safety or worry about him. And he feels comfortable to be around them. And he talks to them and doesn't hurt them, doesn't do anything, right? It's creating that visual that his side wants to make sure they implant in the jurors' minds. And again, this is not because Johnny Depp's guilty. It's not anything like that. It's anytime demographics play a huge role in a case, they're always going to be thinking about demographics as well. What demographic is next to the defendant? Also, if you notice on Johnny Depp's side, there's a lot of females working on the case and females that are questioning and a lot of female activity. Very few males that are actually doing the questioning and activity in the courtroom. Can you guess why? That's right. It's because they want to make sure that the jurors see that females are defending Johnny Depp when a female, Amber Heard, is accusing Johnny Depp of bad things. So clearly, you know, females feel okay, he's okay. 
So maybe he is okay type thing. When demographics are involved in a trial, you will always see this type of thing done. Always. And it's smart. You have to do it. If you don't do it, you, you're lessening your chances of winning. All these perception things, these subconscious things that jurors may not specifically think of, like, oh, that's why you have female attorneys. No, they won't think of that probably at all. I mean, I think of it because it's kind of my job, but most jurors probably won't think anything of it, but they probably will be feeling it subconsciously, and it will impact how they feel about Johnny Depp. And that's what's done when demographics are a key part of the trial, like this trial here. Also, if you notice, when Amber Heard was on the stand, nothing was blocking her right side of her cheek, which was closest to the jurors. There was no hair. There was no you know, any kind of decorative or whatever. <laughs> there was nothing covering her right side of her face, making her uh, face very viewable from the juror's side. If she had any hair that was falling to one side of the face, it was to her left side of her face, so that jurors always had a clear view of her face very strategically done to make sure that the jurors see her face and have that close connection and feel that connection to Amber Heard. So that's why her side was making sure that they did, is to make sure that her face was exposed so that the jurors can see her face, so that the jurors can empathize, or at least hopefully empathize, with Amber Heard. I have been posting on my Plus channel on YouTube, so if you haven't seen my Plus channel on YouTube, go check it out. You can see the posts about this trial on there. Sometimes if I notice something uh, behavioral that I want to point out, sometimes I'll just post the footage and mention something real quick about it. I'll post it there on my Plus channel. So if you're not subscribed to my Plus channel, go subscribe so you make sure you get that content. I am working on a main channel video. It may be about Amber Heard. It may not be about Amber Heard. It may be about something completely different, but I am working on it. Hopefully, we can get it out quite quick. If you're not already subscribed to the Shake Podcast, give it a subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts where we focus on psychology, body language, influence, behavior, criminology, investigations, and unsolved mysteries. We are everywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. You can watch the show here on YouTube. Everywhere you get your podcasts, that's where you can find the podcast shaped. That's what we got for you. See you at the top.